Hey everybody, it's great to see you again this week as we gather around together to talk about the man, Jesus. I hope you've been having as much fun as I have uh, as we discuss and kind of discover more about the humanity of Jesus and the powerful ways that humanity has great impact on who we are as his followers. So welcome. We're grateful that you're here. Be sure to help us out and check in. And you can do that by scanning the QR code that's here on the screen for you. Or of course, if you've got the TMUMC app, that's a great way for you to check in. Listen, when you check in, you not only let us know you're here, but you help us connect with you. And that's always a desire of ours. So please help us connect with you. Be sure to check in. And if you're a first time uh, follower, thanks for joining us. We're grateful that you're here and hope this uh, time will be a blessing for you. Will you join me in prayer as we begin our time together? Holy and grateful God, thank you. Thank you for the blessing of Jesus, for his friendship, uh, for the way he captivates us with his teachings, for the way he helps us to better understand that he's your child and he's our friend. God, we're grateful for the man, Jesus, and for the ways he helps us to become more faithful in how we follow him and how we share him. God, today in particular, we're grateful for our teachers as uh, the teachers in our area school districts have gone back. We give uh, thanks for them, for the administrators, for the school workers, and we pray your blessings upon the students, the families, and all who make education possible. We give you great thanks for that. Be among us now as we seek to do your goodwill. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, I, I know you know this, but man, teachers do phenomenal work, don't they? As we recognize them sort of gearing back up for a new school year, whether in the Louisville district or the Denton district or any other school district, man, it's always fun. It's exciting. It's a little nerve wracking every once in a while as well as we get back into school. But I'm always grateful for teachers, really, whether they're public school teachers, private school teachers, professors, or people in our own lives who help teach us things. Man, it's so important to learn and to discover from them, isn't it? I don't know about you, but I, I, teachers have had a huge impact on who I am. I consider myself a lifelong learner. And so I'm always relying on new teachers who teach me things, whether through books or through personal one-on-one -on -one or through conferences or through classrooms. I just think the learning and the discovery is so impactful on who we become. And if ever you've had a good teacher, you know that, right? You know that they invest in you, that they believe in you, that they stretch you, that they challenge you, that they encourage you. They literally help us to become better than we are, right? That's the gift. And I'm hoping that you are like me, that you can reflect back maybe now or later today on teachers in your life that have had a great impact on you. I think, for instance, of my third grade teacher, Miss Nichols. Now, the reality is I had a crush on Miss Nichols. So whatever she said, man, I was going to listen to. But I remember distinctly one time uh, early on in my third grade career, she took a she, her lesson was she took a Kleenex. She lit up a cigarette, puffed on it and blew through that Kleenex and said, children, this is what smoking does to your lungs. And I reflect back and remember my mom and my dad smoked, my two older siblings smoked at the time. And I thought to myself, golly, I don't ever want to do that. She had huge impact on my life. My next uh, teacher in fourth grade was Mr. Fogel. You probably know him, many of you. Steve Fogel was a uh, well-known teacher here in this particular school district, but I'm old enough to remember him when he was in a different school district. And he helped me to see that men not only could be teachers, but they could be mentors and coaches and people who help us learn and discover and have fun. And I'm still in a relationship with Steve even to this day. I give grateful thanks for him. 
I remember Miss Sadler in sixth grade, man, she really believed in me and all of her students, in fact. And I had the great opportunity. I was one of those weird guys that, you know, two or three times in my life, I went back to visit my teachers and to uh, tell them how much I appreciated them and what a difference they'd made in my life. Miss Sadler, my sixth grade teacher, just she had such impact because of the way she taught the way she participated in extracurricular activities with us, the way she just livened up the lessons and invested in our lives. Well, I had a real treat here about, I don't know, five years ago. I had a woman who called the church and wanted to come visit with me. I'd never heard of her before. I didn't recognize her last name. And we set up an appointment. She came and showed up and golly discovered it was Miss Sadler my sixth grade teacher who now lives in this area. She'd married, gotten a new name, and I didn't realize it was her. But man, we had the best time reliving some of our time together when she was my sixth grade teacher. Teachers make a phenomenal difference in our lives, don't they? I hope you will take a moment today to thank a teacher in your life. Whether it's a friend, maybe a coworker of yours, maybe it's a family member, teachers make huge impact on who we are. The man, Jesus, he was a masterful teacher. I mean, who else do we know who for more than 2,000 years has got these adherents who follow his teachings? There aren't very many. Uh, maybe his dad. Yeah, I'd give that one. But there aren't many, are there? It's fascinating because Jesus was called teacher more than any other thing in Scripture except the Lord. That's a pretty powerful impact, right? If he's called teacher or rabbi, which means teacher, over and over again, you begin to recognize what lessons he's giving us, how impactful they are, right? Here's how strong and masterful Jesus' teaching was and is. Even people of the Jewish faith, the Muslim tradition, and the Buddhist tradition all acknowledge Jesus as a master teacher. So not only those of us who claim faith in Jesus, but people in some of the most major of world religions say Jesus was a powerful teacher, learning amazing lessons from him. I want to share a little bit about Jesus the teacher. Here's how great his teaching was. Jesus was able to teach both those who follow him, like you and me, those who follow him and adhere to his understanding, but he also was masterful at teaching people who didn't really care for him, didn't necessarily want to learn a lesson from him. I want to give you two different examples. Um, uh, there's a section in Scripture in Matthew's Gospel in the 5th, 6th, and 7th chapter called the Sermon on the Mount. It's literally the most impactful teaching of Jesus' ministry. And at the very beginning of uh, Matthew chapter 5, we hear this setup for the teaching. It literally just says in verse 2, and he began to teach them. He, he, he sat them down, uh, all of those who wanted to hear his teaching, who wanted to follow his teaching, and he proceeded to have this massive teaching that in the scriptures goes on for three full chapters. The Beatitudes are in there, teachings on divorce, teachings on friendship, teachings on forgiveness, teachings on how we interact with other people. He, he, he has this massively large lesson. And then at the very end, in chapter 7, it wraps up this way. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. I love that. Jesus had authority because of the way he taught, from the source from which he got his information and his insight and his wisdom, right? He had authority. It was quite powerful. 
So those who wanted to learn could learn from Jesus. Those who wanted to follow his teachings, he had profound uh, understandings for who they were and how they would discover, right? What I find absolutely fascinating was not only were those of us who want to learn from Jesus discovering his teachings, but even those who didn't. Listen as we get into Matthew chapter 22, where Jesus begins to teach some folks who really didn't want to learn from him, but he's such a great teacher, he helps them to understand. Listen to this in, ver in chapter 22. That's when the Pharisees plotted a way to trap him into saying something damaging. So Jesus had been teaching, he'd been helping people to understand faith, and the Pharisees, a sect within the Jewish tradition, they wanted to come after him. So they sent their disciples with a few of Herod's followers mixed in to ask, teacher, we know you have integrity. Teach the ways of God accurately. They're setting him up, aren't they? They're, they're going to try to trap him, and so they want to lift him up and then trap him, right? Um, we know you teach uh, God accurately, are indifferent to popular opinion, and don't pander to your students. So tell us honestly, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Well, this is where Jesus went into that famous teaching that, golly, give to God what's God's and give to the government what's the government. And he just kind of set them straight, right? He taught them an impactful lesson. Then you go a couple of uh, verses later, and he's got a different group that he's going to teach, the Sadducees, who were sort of at odds theologically with the Pharisees. So that same day, we're told in verse 23, Sadducees approached him. This is the party that denies any possibility of resurrection. They asked, Teacher, Moses said that if a man dies childless, his brother is obligated to marry his widow and father a child with her. Well, they go on to say, golly, this woman uh, had seven husbands. They were the successive brothers of each one, right? And so whose bride will she be when they die and go to heaven? They were challenging Jesus. And his ultimate lesson to them was, guys, that doesn't really matter. In heaven, we're all sort of related. We're all connected. And he teaches them to get off their high horse and to figure out how to love people rather than trap people, right? Then ultimately, Jesus has this great, great lesson at the end of Matthew chapter 22. When the Pharisees heard that he'd silenced the Sadducees, you can well imagine the conversation going on, right? They gathered together, and one of them, a teacher, uh, I'm sorry, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher. Notice in every instance they acknowledge him as teacher, right? Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, this is my favorite part, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Isn't that great? So Jesus is teaching a group of people who don't care for him, don't want to learn from him, and have no desire to move forward in following him. And yet, Jesus is giving them these powerful lessons. They are actually, this last one, is the lesson we all need to learn from the great teacher Jesus, that everything we do, everything we believe, everything that has any kind of import in our lives rests on two things. Love God with everything you got and love your neighbor as yourself. That is a masterful teacher. 
He taught even the Pharisees and Sadducees who hated him and wanted to kill him. And he teaches you and me in this day that ultimately everything falls on love. And it's just a simple, powerful lesson because Jesus is a masterful, impactful, powerful teacher, isn't he? In fact, what I believe about Jesus is we cannot claim him as our Lord unless we first both believe and follow his teachings. That's how important they are. Really? I mean, put this together with me. If we say somebody is our Lord, it's not a word we use often, right? But if we say someone is, we say basically they're our boss, they're our ruler, they're our master, they're any other term you want that says, hey, I, I adhere to this person and what it is they represent and what they teach. We can't do that unless we first know and understand their teachings. And, and so that's what Jesus is doing. And, and I hope you would agree with me that Jesus' teachings over these last many centuries has changed the world. I mean, when you think about some of his teachings that were radical then, they're still radical, right? To turn the other cheek, to pray for our enemies, to forgive those who wrong us, right? To love our neighbor, even the neighbor we do not care for. These teachings of our Lord, these teachings of this great prophet, Jesus, they've changed the world. Well, here's, here's why I believe Jesus was a masterful teacher. And I think these lessons are not, important, not only important for us to understand why he's a good teacher, but if we'll kind of claim them, I think they help us become better followers of him. I think they help us beyond compare to know that we can become a better follower of this master teacher. First thing we recognize about Jesus in terms of his teaching is he always did this. Jesus always listened and learned from God. In other words, he didn't make stuff up as he was going. He didn't sort of rely on his own insight. He didn't kind of um, go to some kind of formal training even, like seminary, like some of us you know, did. He listened and learned from God. Over and over and over in Scripture, we hear in the Gospels in particular, where Jesus would want to get away and go pray with God. That was Jesus' way of learning and listening to God. In just one of those instances in Matthew chapter 14, it just says, when he sent them away, meaning Jesus, he went up into a mountain by himself to pray. And evening came and he was alone. He was alone with God, listening and learning and trying to discover what is it do I need to teach to folks? What is it that people need to hear? How is it that I can help people grow in a relationship with the Father, right? And then I love the way uh, John's gospel puts it as he reflects on how it is Jesus was listening and what he did with it. In John chapter 12, it just says, and I know his commandments, meaning Jesus, lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. See, Jesus listens to God, learns from God, and then shares that wisdom. We need to do that ourselves. Listen to God through prayer, to the Holy Spirit, to what it is Jesus is trying to help us better understand. It was this listening and learning of Jesus that gave him that authority. Remember at the end of Matthew chapter 7, it said after he'd given the Sermon on the Mount, he taught as someone with authority. And it was that authority that gave him the capacity for people to learn and to listen to him, to grow in what their understanding was, and then to live his teachings. 
Right at the very beginning of Mark's gospel, in the very first chapter, it said the people were amazed by his teaching, for he was teaching them with authority, not like the legal experts. Jesus's authority came from listening and learning from God. I hope we will take that advantage as well. Second reason I believe Jesus was a powerful, masterful teacher was, quite simply, he loved people. You know, any good teacher loves their students. They're not just interested in transmitting knowledge and insight. That's a helpful thing. But any good teacher actually loves their students, loves the way their student learns, loves to see their students grow, loves to see the discovery, right, and the application. Jesus loves people. He loves you. He loves me. He loves the whole world. And many of his teachings were all about that, right? When we think of the parables, the parable of the Good Samaritan, where he stops and helps somebody uh, beaten among robbers, or the parable of the prodigal son that he runs away and comes back and the father loves him. You see, Jesus's lessons often centered around this powerful imagery and story of love and care and compassion. And man, there's probably no better teacher than love. That's why Jesus was a great teacher. The third thing Jesus did that was amazing was he, he was just authentic. He, he was real. In other words, Jesus, when he taught, when he helped people to learn and to discover, he, he didn't teach you something he didn't know anything about. He, he didn't um, ask you to do something that he was not un, wasn't willing to do himself. He wasn't saying, do as I say, not as I do, right? Jesus was authentic. So when he taught about prayer, he demonstrated it because he knew it. When he taught about forgiveness, he was a forgiving person. When he taught about mercy and justice, this was a man who was filled with those qualities and helped others to grow in it. You know, when he called the disciples, he, he gave them a powerful invitation that was um, quite challenging but it really had impact because Jesus himself was willing to do it because he was that authentic. Luke's gospel tells us in the ninth chapter, when Jesus called them, he said, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Well, Jesus was willing to do that, wasn't he? He denied himself. He literally took up a cross and he followed God. When Jesus calls us to do anything, we can rest assured that he has first already done it and he will continue to do it. That's a good teacher as well, friends. So when we forgive, we know Jesus has forgiven us. When we love, as Jesus calls us to, we know that Jesus has first loved us. When he calls us to be just and merciful, we know that that's how he lived. What an amazing gift that is. And then ultimately, like any good teacher, I think Jesus was masterful at his craft because he challenges us to become better. You think about it, any teacher you know who taught you well, any teacher who helped you to become more than you were or are, and that's what a good teacher does, it was because they challenged you. They, they didn't belittle you or they didn't make you feel less than, but rather they made you want to become better, right? They, they gave you a story or they helped you to know, man, you want to go from here to there and you can do it. Yes, it may be challenging. Yes, it may be hard. Yes, it, you may have a stumbling block or you may fall down, but you can get there because every good teacher is a great coach as well, right? 
and the quality of a coach is, hey, here's what we're going to do and here's how we're going to get there. And we're, you know, there's a gap between us, but we can get there, y'all, right? A coach challenges and so does a teacher. And Jesus did it all the time. Whether it was sending out the 72 by 2 and he challenged them to go both with each other and to meet new people, or whether it was when he had them feed 5,000 people and Philip and Andrew and Peter were all beside themselves. They didn't know what to do. How are we going to do this, Jesus? How are we going to feed these? What are we going to do? And he challenged them. Believe. Trust. It will work. Sure enough, they fed 5,000 people. You see, Jesus challenges us to become better than we are. When we need to forgive more, He challenges us. When we need to love people better, He challenges us. That's what a good teacher does. I think even when Jesus told us to become like little children, right? Many of us adults go, well, why would I want to do that? I'm grown up. I have more knowledge. I have more wisdom. I have more. In why would I want to become like a child? Remember Jesus in Matthew 18 told us, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. It's sometimes challenging, isn't it, to, to sort of say, I have so much knowledge, so much wisdom, so much insight, why would I want to give that away? Sometimes trust calls us to do that, doesn't it? Sometimes belief and faith says, get out of your head become innocent, become trusting, just like a child. Jesus, man, he was a great teacher. He teaches us every single day, and I pray you're learning these lessons. I pray you're discovering and growing in him. Go back today and read Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and remind yourself, or maybe go to it for the very first time, what his teachings were and are. Here's what Jesus did every single time. He listened and learned from God. And because He loves you and me and the whole world, He challenges us to become better. Friends, my prayer for you and I this day and the next is, is that we will learn from this man named Jesus who is a teacher so that we can claim Him as our Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, thank you for offering us your child, Jesus, who is not only our friend, but God, he is our teacher. And he's the best of the best, God. He has taught us so well, and he's taught us for so long that we can do these things. We can love our neighbor. We can love you. We can demonstrate forgiveness. We can be people of mercy and justice. Jesus teaches us that. God, help us to be his faithful followers, to learn from him every day, to grow in a relationship with him, and to discover that his teachings are real and relevant for our lives. Thanks, God, for giving us the teacher named Jesus. In his name we pray. Hey friends, I can't tell you how grateful I am for your generosity. You know, every single week you give and you make ministry possible. You help us teach the children. You help us grow people in a relationship with Christ, all because of his teachings. Thanks for making that possible. Hey, if you'd like to make a gift today or tomorrow or even schedule your giving, 
You can scan the QR code that's there on the screen for you, or you can text the letters T-M-U-M-C to the number 45777. Hey, we'll be grateful for whatever you give, and we'll certainly be grateful every time you give. Thanks so much.